Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm James Matsumontamagno, and I'm rolling solo tonight. That's right. I am by myself, unfortunately, our good friend Michael, playing with monkeys in the Dominican Republic. Rivette is over in the Dominican Republic. He's on his way home from a holiday uh, this last weekend. And I was on holiday as well, but we're here recording a podcast because it's the last night that I can possibly record before we get released on the 27th. I can't believe it's the end of February already, and there was tons of ridiculous news and awesome and crazy and sad news that happened this week. So without further ado, let's just get into the big news. And I don't think we can start anywhere else in this podcast without talking about the biggest event and news article of the entire week which is that our main man, friend of the show, local neighbor, actually, I don't know if he lives by me at all, but Reggie fils has retired from Nintendo. Now, you may know Reggie because we've talked about him a lot on the podcast, and he's in all sorts of different videos uh, that come out from Nintendo, and he is the president and chief operating officer of Nintendo of America. So you may have known him because you've probably seen him around in a bunch of uh, different uh, events like E3 and different Nintendo Directs. And what's kind of interesting here is that he is retiring. He put out this awesome Twitter video on the Nintendo Twitter account. It was very heartwarming. Uh, It was a good throwback to the community and thanking everyone for taking him in and making him even love games even more. Now, Reggie did join Nintendo in 2003, so he's been here for 16 years at this point. He started as executive VP of sales and marketing. So actually started in sales and marketing. And in 2006, he was named president uh, and COO. Now, you may know him, though, of course, from the 2004 E3 press conference. I mean, this is only one year after he started. This was the big year that the DS was announced and Reggie came on stage and I'll never forget it. I'm pretty sure that perhaps Michael and I were even live tweeting at the time, but he came out on stage. He said, My name is Reggie. I'm about kicking ass. I'm about taking names and we're about making games. And with that alone, it like rejuvenated Nintendo to the top. And Reggie immediately got this internet fame and recognition. And there's a great article over on Kotaku that you can read in the show notes called How Reggie Fizeme Became a Nintendo Legend. It has tons of awesome back history of Reggie videos from that original E3, of course, that Twitter video that he put out with Nintendo, and we wish him the best in his ventures. We love you, Reggie. We love what you've done for the community, but for Nintendo over the years, and we wish you the best uh, out there, to be honest. Go enjoy yourself, and hopefully we see you around at E3 or just, you know, on Twitter or hanging out in the Twitch chat room. If we record the podcast live, that'd be crazy. Now, Doug Bowser, that is correct. Doug Bowser, uh, who is currently VP of sales for Nintendo will, will uh, be the next president of Nintendo of America. He's currently, like I said, the VP of sales. He's worked at EA and Procter and Gamble before joining Nintendo in 2015. So he is newer, but let's be honest. It was three years after Reggie, uh, joined Nintendo that he became president. And now Doug Bowser is out there. And there's all sorts of really funny sort of, you know, memes of Bowser, Doug Bowser, I should say. And he's a good guy from all that I've seen and heard about him. Though on his desk was 
a figurine, not figurine, but a plushie of Mario and Luigi, and they were tied together with like a controller cable. So I don't know really how, how that feels, but it was pretty funny uh, to see that. And there's all sorts of little Easter eggs inside of both Reggie's and Doug's sort of address to the community. And on Reggie's desk, there was a custom-made amiibo of him that one of the Nintendo fans had sent him. It was actually on his desk. So I thought that was really awesome. Again, we wish Reggie the best of uh, luck and enjoying in his retirement. And we welcome Doug Bowser, that is correct, Mr. Bowser himself, into the next VP or uh, next president of Nintendo of America. So crazy that it went down out of the blue. But again, hopefully we'll see how it goes. But I'm pretty sure Doug Bowser will stake his claim and uh, take over the castle of Nintendo of America. Now, right before I recorded this podcast, there was some late breaking news that Today, when the podcast is released, February 27th, you may have already missed it unless you wake up early, but Nintendo is putting out a brand new 11-minute, 7 or 11-minute, I need to double-check on it, direct-style presentation to celebrate Pokemon Day. Last week, we talked about Pokemon Day and the events happening in New York City. Well, guess what? Nintendo is doing a live sort of simulcast for the Nintendo Direct. It is marked on their YouTube page and on their tweet with new information. So we don't know if this is a core title, if it's new information about existing game, maybe DLC, but it is around 10-ish minutes in length. And the banner, so the banner artwork, shows three Pokeballs on it. And if we know anything from core Pokemon games, you start off by picking one of the core Pokemon. So that, to me, is a little bit different than maybe just being DLC that would have come from... Let's Go Pokemon are talking about Let's Go Pokemon all that much because with Pokemon Let's Go on the Switch, you already have your starter Pokemon. You are starting with either Eevee or Pikachu. So perhaps we're going to get some information on the core title that maybe will be coming out this year. So we'll see. We will report back. Maybe we'll live stream it. I don't know if Michael will have recuperated by then, but we shall see. If not, of course, you'll hear a whole in-depth summary of it next week on the podcast. Now, finally, in kind of the, the news, uh, this, this week had some big news articles for game news, but overall, the core Nintendo news stayed relatively small with Reggie fils mes retirement kind of going on every single day and these little, you know, things dying, you know, coming out of the, the video and things and Bowser's response to it. But there was one very, very different and intriguing article that came out about a bunch of developers working on bringing Android operating system to the Nintendo Switch. Now, we've heard about the Nintendo Switch being like hacked or kind of putting on different flavors to get around different things. That doesn't seem like this is their intent with this project. Their intent is that the Tira X1 chip is already used on Android devices and is what is used on the Nintendo Switch. So what if they could use a Nintendo Switch as a pretty awesome, cool um, Android device? So you could play Android games on it and have a full app store and anything you wanted on it. Now, this is not a Summel boot thing. They actually got it running. It's running Android Q, which is going to be the latest version of Android that's yet to be released. So this is probably the open source project. But they have a video of it running, booting, touchscreen, and Joy-Con support because they have Wi-Fi and Bluetooth working. So to me, this is really, really cool, just in general, that a bunch of developers got this working. 
Now, I don't really think it's going to change the game as far as what the Nintendo Switch is going to do or ever run Android out of the box. That would be sort of silly for Nintendo to do and open itself up. But it's cool to see if you have extra money and you want a $300 really cool Android gaming system, you might be able to build one one day in the future. Now, as always, we go into our game news, which is super duper fun. And there were a lot of awesome kind of releases and news around specific games. So I want to talk about first something I am personally really excited for, which is that Capcom has announced that Resident Evil Zero, Resident Evil 1 HD Remaster, and Resident Evil 4 are all making their way as a digital download to the Nintendo Switch on May 21st, and you can start pre-ordering tomorrow, February 28th. There's no word on pricing, so I guess it'll just show up. I'm hoping maybe $20 would be great. I'd pay a lot more for Resident Evil 4. It's one of my favorite Resident Evil games ever that I've played. Resident Evil Zero, one, one is a classic, you know, and the HD remix that was on the GameCube was a really great remaster. Resident Evil Zero, I'm in between, two's to say, but it's nice to see all of them coming. Now will we get Resident Evil that would be pretty awesome. It was on the Nintendo 64, so that could be kind of cool to get at some point. Uh, so we'll see. Resident Evil 4, though, again, one of my favorite Resident Evil games because it's kind of non-Resident Evil in a way, which I thought was really, really cool. Another rumor coming out, so we're going to enter rumor territory. The first one is that Scalebound, which was at one time an Xbox One exclusive from Platinum Games and that was going to be published by Microsoft Studios, is headed to the Switch. Via Nintendo Insider, they say, I have confidence in my sources to report that it is my understanding that Scalebound has been resurrected as a project to be released as a Nintendo Switch exclusive. Now, if you don't know too much about Scalebound, it was a really, really cool dragon-themed RPG. Uh, I said that it was an Xbox One exclusive by Platinum Games. We know that Nintendo has a very long um, relationship with Platinum Games around the Bayonetta series and a bunch of other games that have been announced recently. Now, I don't know about it being canceled for the Xbox. Whenever we talk about anything from Microsoft Studios or anything in Microsoft, I, of course, have to mention that I do work for Microsoft, but I do not work in the game division or really even have friends in the game division, so I don't know anything to be honest. So I have no inside baseball, nor would I say if I did have inside baseball, but I don't have any inside baseball. So Nintendo Switch does have the exclusive of the upcoming Bayonetta 3. So will Scalebound come? We just don't know. No one's talking about it. But it's worth mentioning that it seems like a very odd rumor. That's the one thing that gets me, I guess, about this rumor is why this game out of the blue nowhere just coming up to say that this is going to be headed over. Though, seeing it was published by Microsoft or going to be published by Microsoft Studios, one would have to ask, did Microsoft Studios have an exclusive on it? Like, what's the relationship there? And, and who knows? Last week, we talked about uh, the Xbox Live support coming to the Switch and other consoles like Android and things like that. So that was, you know, maybe there's, Something, I don't know. Who, who knows? I don't know why it would not just come to the Xbox One, though, and not just come out. So maybe it's going to come to multiple systems. I don't know. And at the same time, does that mean it would have to be down, you know, downscaled, <laughs> scale bound, but downscaled 
or have sacrifices coming to the Switch compared to the Xbox One as the power is very different. So we'll see if any new news comes up and we'll of course always report on that. We don't love rumors, but sometimes they're very juicy like this one and the next one, which is the final sort of game news uh, update of the week. So there's a rumor, again, from my employer, which I have no inside knowledge of of any way, is that Microsoft may be bringing Game Pass and published titles to the Switch. Now, Game Pass is a Xbox One and PC subscription service. You can pay, I think it's $10 a month. And you get access to a whole bunch of different games on the Xbox One and the PC that you can play uh, as long as you have the service. It's sort of like Netflix, but for games. So very, very cool. And Microsoft puts their first party titles uh, on that service. There's rumors that this may happen and it may be a streaming service via the rumored Project xCloud that uh, may be coming out. So who knows? Again, GDC is upcoming. We talked about the other information that leaked around that. But this, again, is just a big rumor that's coming out uh, to perhaps be kind of cool if it it did. I I don't know how I feel. I haven't gathered my thoughts on it. And next week, I want to get Michael back on to get some of his thoughts in general on this. We can only imagine what that would look like and what it would look like with the current sort of Nintendo online system? Would it be something different if Microsoft was to bring this sort of Game Pass feature over? You know, definitely feel free to send us a uh, email over at nintendodispatch.com if you have some thoughts on any of this stuff actually happening. All right, that brings us to everyone's maybe most favorite part, which is the Fortnite supply drop update. Now, this is usually Michael's favorite section, but I couldn't just, you know, leave it out because he's on holidays. It's not my fault that he's on holiday. What was really cool is that season eight has been officially teased uh, and it will be launching soon. I believe 28th or March 1st. I haven't gotten my days count correct, but there have been a bunch of tweets coming out from the Fortnite account marking and counting down the days until season eight being released. The last update was 7.4. I'm assuming this will be season eight. We'll get a whole new map. We think Uh, now the images that have come out are very cool. So the images are all sort of dragon-esque, kind of red-themed. They each have little quotes with them. So the first one is from a few days ago. It says, X marks the spot. Treasure abound. Loot that has been lost can always be found. Four days to season eight. So maybe that's hinting at some sort of pirate theme, some sort of you know treasure abound, some sort of... I don't know. I, I don't know. It couldn't really be pirate theme, but some something in that, you know, region or time, perhaps. The next one that came out the next day was something shimmers within a cave, but beware of those who arrive on waves. And this had a image of maybe like a sea serpent or something on it, which I thought was pretty cool. And the last one, which had an image of a dragon in the background, you can really see the dragon. It says, awakened beasts of fire and ash, battle it out and loot the stash. So to me, this sort of sounds like something out of World of Warcraft almost, where you are maybe looting and raiding together in some magical world. I guess we'll see in a few days and we'll update on the next supply drop of what's going on. I'm pretty excited. I haven't booted up Fortnite in a while. 
and there was a big event coming on. So you get enough V bucks, already got enough V bucks, blah, blah, blah. I took some time off uh, and I'm pretty excited for season eight. So I'll just reboot everything. And I came in on a good time of season seven, which was sort of in the middle of it. So to me, this will be something fresh. And and that's sort of what I need. Although the game's always fresh. So we'll see how it goes. Now, after the news, we have the best sellers. So the best selling games that are releasing right now uh, and top selling games uh, for download. So the first one, well, download and physical combined, if Nintendo reports on it. So the first one is Final Fantasy IX, which keeps its top spot at number one. Undertale, which is on sale for $10, snuck up to number two, and we'll talk about probably why. Diablo 3 is coming in at number three. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, still in the top five at number four. Super Smash Bros. U Deluxe, still in the top five. Mario Kart 8 at number six. Wargroove, still up there at number seven. Stardew Valley at eight. Minecraft, and then rounding off the top 10, is going to be Hollow Knight. Now, we also like to talk about the new games that were released in the last week or so that are breaking the top 30. So that's when you go into the eShop, you'll see the top bestsellers. And Modern Combat Blackout has marked its sort of debut here at number 21, which is cool. Michael and I were investigating that. It is a first-person shooter with online play. That seemed pretty cool to me. Now, we'll go into the new releases for February 25th through March 2nd. So what you can get your hands on this week if there's anything good. So the first ones are retail releases. So you can go into a store and pick up. There's usually a few of these and usually tons of digital downloads. And that is correct. There are tons of digital downloads this week. The first one in the retail space is Trials Rising. This is a quad, you know, uh, dirt bike racing game coming out. The gold edition will be out for $40 in retail space. It includes the main game, the expansion pass, and the physical copy will have a sticker art book. The gold edition is also available as a digital download for $40 as well. And then there's Remy Lore, Lost Girl in the Lands of Lore for $40, which is a roguelike anime style adventure in a very colorful fantasy world where players hack and slash their way through monsters. That game looks pretty cool too. Now, on the way to digital downloads, there are a lot. So we're going to go ahead and blaze through them as fast as humanly possible and come back at the end to talk about my top picks because Michael isn't here, so he doesn't have any top picks. The first one is a 3DS game coming out on February 25th, which is Life Speed for $6. Then on February 26th, there's Warhammer Quest for $30. Trials Rising, Standard Edition and Gold Edition, $25 and $40 over there. Rad Rogers, Radical Edition for $30. Sky Hill for $15. On February 27th, we have The Lost Light of Sisu. We'll go with Sisu, Saisu. On February 28th, there is a slew of new games, including Anodyne, Ape Out, oh gosh, uh, Battle, Battaloon, Constructor, this Battaloon is $7, Ape Out, $15. Constructor Plus for $20, Crash Dummy for $30, Delta Rune Chapter 1, which was in the Indie Direct. It is a free first chapter of the brand new game from the creators of Undertale. So that's why Undertale we saw up there. So Delta Rune. Fimble, $30. 
Johnny Turbo's Arcade. Super Real, Super Real Darwin for $8. Monster Dynamite for $20. My Girlfriend is a Mermaid for $25. Ninja Village for $12. And Void for $4. And if you thought we were done, we are not done. That is correct. On March 1st, there's Awesome P, as in a Peapod, for $6. Creepy Road for $13. History 2048 for $5, which is not a game about history from 2048. It's a 2048 game with the twists of history-themed blocks. Klondike Solitaire for $9. Pirate's Pinball for $3. Queen's Quest II, Stories of Forgotten Past for $15. Shred! Two for ten dollars, Swords and Soldiers Two, Shawarmageddon, fifteen dollars, Tardy for ten. One of my most exciting titles coming out. I'm really excited for is Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove, back in the groove on Lepin' the Basement for twenty dollars, Treasure Stack also for twenty dollars, and finally on March second, the final game coming out is Ripple Corpses EX. For $10. So let's reel it back. Let's go back in time. Back in time. To the top of the list. And I will tell you what I'm really, really looking forward to. Trials Rising is a phenomenal looking game. If you're into a, a, a two-wheel, kind of off-road, crazy racing games. Looks really, really good. The life speed for the 3DS, surprisingly, is like an okay looking game. If you're still playing your 3DS for $6. It sort of looks like F-Zero, but flying a craft in the air. So it has kind of all those different power-ups and pickups and things like that. Oh, I missed this one too, which is the Lego Movie 2 video game, $40. If you're into the Lego Movie 2, which I heard was fantastic, that game is coming on the 26th. That Rad Rogers Radical Edition is $10 more on the Nintendo Switch than it is on Steam. But this is kind of an over-the-top platform shooter and it has a bunch of characters such as Duke Nukem and other sort of platformer type games. And that looks really good. So that might be one. The one that really caught my eye out of this is um, Ape Out, though. This is from Devolver Digital publishing this game. It is a top down twin stick shooter. The style, though, is almost cell shaded, but really, really reminds me of Super Hot which is a VR game and where you, you you stop and shoot. But the difference is, is the gameplay is not that way, just the style where all the enemies are bad. But you play as this huge ape that you're trying to escape out. <laughs> Essentially, it's in the name. It's Ape Out. And it is, the trailer is over the top ridiculous. I'm definitely going to pick this up because I think it's cool that you play as this ape. But I mean, apes aren't super crazy violent. But in this game, you're trying to escape out what sort of looks like a... Uh, a big tower or a skyscraper and the and the ape is like pushing and punching people and can can grab people while they're shooting and then sh- use them as guns. I do love twin stick shooters, so this one looks really really cool to me. There's a bunch of other games that look really rad. This Anodyne game for $10 is a 16-bit inspired M-rated adventure game. The game style looks exactly like a Pokemon game in a, in a weird way. It looks really really good. The Battaloon, even though I can't pronounce it and it's probably really, really hard to Google, is this quirky $7 four-player battle game, like battle, not battle royale because there'd be like 99 people, but 
sort of four person against each other. You play as a balloon and your balloon has air and you're spurting each other and trying to attack each other. And uh, you're trying to push everyone else into spikes. So it has a local play, which looks really, really cute uh, in general. And the last one, I think maybe for me, no, a few more. We got a few more in here. Is that Delta Rune? There's so many games this week. I wish Michael was here so we could talk about them. Is Data Rune Chapter One, which is free. The quote on the website is Delta Rune Chapter One. Create your own avatar, meet strange friends, and jump into the darkness. By the way, the first chapter is free, so please feel free to check it out. Like you don't really need to read this or anything. You can just try it. So we should, everyone should just download this. I'm really excited. I love free games. This game was uh, looking really cool at the Nintendo Direct. It makes me want to buy uh, Undertale because I've never played it, but I've heard really, really good things. Last ones here that I'll go through is that Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. Looks like a phenomenal adventure. It is now a roguelike adventure, not a classic platformer, but it has all the throwbacks to the 1991 classic that was out on the Sega Genesis. So if you're into Toe Jam and Earl and funky soundtracks and funky characters, that should really pull you in. And the last one that totally caught me by surprise is Treasure Stack. Now we'll talk about what I've been playing here in a bit, but this game is sort of like a Dr. Mario where you're dropping just two pieces at a time and can rotate it. But the difference is that you have a character inside of this grid where you're trying to remove and get rid of layers, like horizontal rows, but all the treasure is falling and you can grapple the treasure and move the treasure around. So to me, it was very unique and each character has different abilities. You can customize them. It has solo play, four player local and online multiplayer if you have the Nintendo uh, Switch online service. So to me, this was a very full featured game for $20, kind of caught me by surprise as I investigated it more. And that one was was really, really cool. Well, we don't have too much listener mail. We got some good tweets and did get some feedback and perhaps some custom music and artwork and soundtrack for the live stream and also for the podcast transitions. So that'd be really, really cool. But it's, of course, now everyone's favorite part of the podcast. What you been playing, James? Well, that's a great question, James. And I'll tell you what I've been playing. One game and one game only. Tetris 99. That's right. I can't get enough of Tetris 99. I did go on holiday this weekend and I brought no computer, no switch or anything. But before that, whenever I needed to relieve some stress, even though it was more stressful while I was playing it, just Tetris 99. I can't believe I got I was playing for a few hours the other night, racking up, figuring out the best tweaks and tunes to how I could do attackers or do badges, and how do I get badges, and what are my strategies? And I got to third place, which again, it's amazing that anyone even gets in first place ever, because those pieces start to move so fast down the screen. But it was awesome. I am just so in love with this game that you can just jump on, play for a few minutes, play for an hour, get off. But then I started going down the Twitch rabbit hole of watching professional Tetris players, and professional just world-renowned players, and these Tetris players are mind-boggling amazing. Just some of them are playing with like different left and right and swapping the controllers and just watching them amazing. And I feel as if in 2019 with Twitch and live streaming and the interactions that you have, you can learn so much about a game such as a puzzle game like Tetris. 
and even watching people play Tetris 99 to pick up tips and tricks, unlike something that's Fortnite related, because you can pick up tips and tricks when playing Fortnite, but for Tetris, there's only so many pieces and so many things that you can possibly see on the screen at any given time. So to me, it's really amazing to see those players play uh, Tetris 99 and watch it. So that was my game. That's all I've been playing. But this week, I'm absolutely going to be picking up some new titles, get back into my Switch. And Michael will, of course, be back next week. Now, we do, in fact, live stream this podcast basically every single week that we're around on Sundays around 4.30 or 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific. Uh, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Nintendo Dispatch. We also play games on Twitch. And Michael will be back, and he's been live streaming a bunch of stuff, as have I with my Tetris 99. We would love if you would join and interact as we're recording the podcast or playing games. If you don't feel like that and you just want to say, reach out to us, tell us what you're playing, what you think about the news about Reggie, send us an email. Just head over to nintendodispatch.com or tweet at us at Dispatch Podcast. Uh, and we love it when we hear that stuff. And if you write us an email, we'll read it back on the podcast. We'd, of course, love if you'd rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, get it out there. That's really how we grow, and we would appreciate that. If uh, you took a few minutes, tell a friend, you're playing your Switch right there, tell them about the podcast, let them know what you think. And that's going to do it for this week's Nintendo Dispatch. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno. Michael will be back next week. So thanks for listening, and this has been your Nintendo Dispatch. <laughs>